What's going on, Wealth Builders? Today, I am gonna do an in-depth training that I've only done at small events, what I call Personal Branding 101. We're gonna go over everything that you need to know on how to build your personal brand, what kind of videos to make, what audience to attract, how to go about monetization, and what you actually wanna be known for and how to become the authority in your space. So if you've been thinking about creating social media content, you wanna build your brand so that you can get more clients for your business, this is the video for you. We're actually right here in my space right now. This is in our office for our event space um, where I've done this kind of training before and I'm gonna show you exactly what it looks like. So let's jump into this personal branding 101. So why should you create content? Well, there's a few reasons for this. Um, number one, there are lots of new opportunities that come from creating content. I know for me, um, some of my best partners have come because I created content. You know, uh, Brian Davila, who's my partner over here at um, Wealthy Way Education, he came because I was creating content back in the day at a very small level, and he came to one of my very first events. And he was one of my first students in the house living business, and you know, he ended up having a ton of success. He was the very first millionaire that came from the program, and now we're partners. Um, I've had other opportunities flow my way because of content. Um, you know, I have multiple businesses now because of content. My COO, Javi, actually came um, because of content. So there's always going to be new opportunities when you start creating content, people know about you. Because guess what? You know, how is anybody going to work with you if they don't know who you are, right? It's far easier for me to have people find me and bring an opportunity to the table because they already know what I do and what I'm about. Most people do it backwards where they're out there hunting and seeking all these people because they don't really have um, people knocking on their door because they don't create content and they're not known. So new opportunities are huge. Second one is big relationships. You know, that goes hand in hand with new opportunities. But, you know, the fact that I've been able to film content with guys like Hormozy, guys like Cardone, guys like Patrick Bed David, you know, women like Cody Sanchez, like those kind of relationships have allowed me to not only grow my business because they've given me so much great advice and I know I can go reach out to them, but also they've spoken at my events. You know, we've done different collabs together. We've helped each other grow our brands. Like it's an amazing thing. Once you start building a brand, you create these big relationships and guess what? You know, unfortunately, I think one of the biggest currencies in the world is attention. You know, it might even be more valuable than money because with attention comes money. Um, and one of the only reasons that I'm able to have connections with those people is not because I'm such a great business person. Like I'm pretty good at business, but the only reason that we're able to connect is because of content and social media. The fact that I had built my personal brand allowed me the opportunity to collab with them and build a relationship with them. If I was just a business guy who was still only flipping houses, probably not connecting with them. I mean, I know lots of house flippers who are really good, who no one knows about, they're not connecting and making these big relationships because they're not known, okay? The third thing is social media and content creation is both the present and the future. I would say that majority of us, I mean, you're probably watching this on YouTube right now or maybe you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever the case is. Um, the majority of us consume content in our free time. That's just what it is. I mean, we are in a content-driven world. You know, whether you're watching YouTube, whether you're scrolling on TikTok, whether you are watching Netflix, it is a content-driven world, and that ain't going anywhere, okay? We are gonna continue to lean more and more on content. And when you look at it, it makes sense, right? YouTube spends billions of dollars paying people to make content, right? Like, Right now, by posting this video on YouTube, I am going to get paid ad revenue from YouTube, all right? Netflix does the same thing. I remember when the deal with Dave Chappelle came out, um, man, this was a few years ago, and he signed like a three comedy show deal, like an hour long comedy, and he got paid $20 million per show. It was crazy, I was like, $20 million, that's crazy. Um, and there's lots of other people. I remember when Adam Sandler signed his deal with content um, on Netflix and he got paid some crazy amount of money. You know, you see that Joe Rogan signed a $100 million plus deal with Spotify to bring his podcast over there exclusively. Like, people are getting paid serious money to create content right now, okay? What do you think is gonna happen in the future as it continues to be bigger and bigger? You know, I saw Apple just released um, their new like metaverse, 3D, virtual reality goggles and stuff. Like 
If Apple is saying it's going to be a thing too, like content's going to become even more immersive than it is today, then it's going to happen. Like the way we view content now on our phones and TV, it's great. It's already big, but it's going to get even bigger as time goes on and as technology improves. So, you know, it's both the present and the future. And guess what? Once you make the choice to make content, your income and your impact are going to explode. You know, for me, I was doing really well when nobody knew me and I was flipping houses. I mean, I was already a multi, uh, yeah, I was a multimillionaire at that point and you know, I was doing really good at business. But the moment I decided to start making content and building my brand, my income literally 3X'd and it did that multiple years in a row. And it wasn't like I really got that much better as a real estate investor or a house flipper. I just was able to get way more exposure and raise way more money and sell other products and start new businesses. That's what allowed my income to triple. And your income can, you know, it may not triple, it may double, it may go up, but I can tell you this, if you create content, your income will go up, your business will go up. But there's also another cool effect, and that's that you're gonna create way more impact. You know, at the end of the day, on social media, I've gotten almost a billion views online. And so when you think about almost a billion times my videos have been seen, I have the opportunity to make a lot of impact on people's lives. I mean, if they're listening to this, just like you are right now, if I can have you listen to this for an hour and you're able to take action from this that changes your life, not only does it change your life, but it changes your family's life, changes those around you, changes your kid's life, because I was willing to make content. And so for me, you know, whenever people come to my events or leave comments or send me DMs, like I can see the impact and it motivates me to make even more content. And so for you, um, just think about the impact that you're going to make on others. Like it's going to benefit you to create content, no doubt about it. But the impact you'll be able to make on others is going to be so much larger than if you chose not to do it and you chose to just keep the status quo and you know, try and run your business in silence and not share what you're doing. Trust me, I used to be that way, right? I didn't want people knowing what I was doing. I didn't want people thinking I was bragging. I didn't want people to, you know, judge me for all the things I was doing. But at some point I just decided it didn't really matter what people thought of me. You know, at the end of the day, I got to do what's best for me and my family. And I got to do what's best for just the world overall. And at the end of the day, when you start doing big things, you're going to get haters. And that's just part of it. And it's okay but the, the reward far outweighs the risk. So hopefully you understand like making content is worth it. Okay, hopefully that point has come across. And if it has and you're on YouTube, definitely leave a comment right now. Let me know like, do you think content is worth it? Um, is it something that you're gonna commit to doing? Because if you are, the rest of this presentation is going to give you the blueprint of how to do it successfully, okay? So real quick, let me just tell you about my journey as a content creator. You know, when I first got started, um, you know, I had a mentor tell me back in 2016 that I should start creating content. Now, at the time, there's no TikTok. Um, Instagram's not really, I don't even know if it was around yet. wasn't super popular. Really, the only thing was Facebook and Twitter, and not even a lot of people were on Twitter. It was mainly just Facebook um, that I was on. And so I started making content on Facebook and you know, I'm just doing blog posts, you know, video wasn't this really big thing yet. And, you know, he was like, Ryan, if you just make content on what you're doing in house flipping, it's going to get you more deals. It's going to help you raise more money. I was like, all right, whatever. I'll just put my ego aside and I'll start doing it. So as, as, as uncomfortable as it was, you know, I was like, I remember making my first post about, um, you know, how much money I made on a flip. And it wasn't just like bragging, like, oh, I made this amount of money on the flip. That's it. It was like, hey, you know, here's the deal I just did. Here's the address. Here's how much I bought it for. Here's how I got the deal. You know, this is what the renovation was like. These were the expenses. You know, my investor ended up making this much money with me. You know, I personally made this much. And, you know, here's the before and afters. And, you know, it's great. There was no call to action. It wasn't like, yo, so if you want to learn how to do this, join Wealthy Investor. There was no Wealthy Investor at the time. I was figuring things out. It was just like, so hopefully this inspired some of you guys. You know, if, if you want to do deals, let me know, right? And so sure enough, what happened was I ended up getting more and more deals sent to me because people were aware of what I was doing and I was able to raise more money because people were like, oh dude, I didn't know I could invest with you on flips. And so sure enough, that's what allowed my house flipping um, business to grow. It was literally just making video, or not videos even at the time, just writing blog posts on Facebook. 
That's how my business grew in the early days before I even became this content creator that people knew. Well, fast forward, you know, 2016, 2017, 2018, you know, I'm just still kind of doing content maybe like once a week max, nothing crazy. Um, I joined Instagram, I think like later in 2018, starting to mess around with it and post some some videos and some stories, but nothing crazy. Um, I would say I really got serious about it in 2020. You know, the pandemic hit, it was 2020. You know, at the time I had 50 house flips going on um, <laughs> in our business. Now, I know we know how it ended up playing out. The market went absolutely crazy um, after COVID, but I'll tell you what, in 2020, when I had 50 house flips going on, I wasn't so confident. You know, I thought that everything would be good, but I'm like, dude, I mean, this might all hit the fan tomorrow and I'm toast. You know, like what? I can't do anything. They, they got me locked up in my house. I can't even, you know, go see anybody. Who knows what the market's going to do? All these people just got um, laid off. They can't even afford job or they can't afford a house. They can't qualify for a loan. So I didn't really know how it was going to play out. And instead of moping and living in fear, I was like, what can I do? you know, in the meantime, while this all plays out. Well, I had a couple of people on Instagram, they were actually like, Ryan, you would actually make really good YouTube videos. You should do it. I was like, YouTube? Who watches YouTube? At the time, I had no idea that people actually made money on YouTube. I was just focused on my business. I was like, I don't get it. Like, why would I do YouTube videos? They're like, well, people make really good money on YouTube. And, you know, I think it's a, it's a great platform. And I'm like, who do you watch? And they start telling me a couple of names, people I've had on my show, like Graham Stephan and Meet Kevin, these guys who were some of the early adopters of YouTube and, and finance. And I'm like, okay, let me go watch these guys and see what they're doing. Well, I go and watch them and I'm like, okay, so these guys must be doing some crazy stuff in business and let me go see this. And as it turned out, they weren't really business guys. Um, they were YouTubers, first and foremost. They were YouTubers who were really good at creating content who happened to be building businesses around their content. But they weren't actual like business people first and foremost. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like everybody's going to them for real estate advice, but they don't even like have that big of a real estate company or business. That's weird. And at that point I was like, well, I mean, I've got a lot more to share about what to do and how to get deals and how to do this business, but who knows? Like, I don't even know if YouTube's worth it. Well. What I will say is they both ended up doing a video around that time talking about how much money they made from YouTube. And at the time, I remember seeing something, it was like they were each making like two hundred dollars or $300,000 a month on YouTube. And that was when it just clicked for me. I was like, these guys are making two, $300,000 a month to film videos? Like, are you crazy? Like, I'm happy if I make that in a month flipping houses, but I have to have all these employees. I have to have all these contractors. I got to take all this risk. I cannot believe these guys are making, you know, more than me in many months. And they have no overhead. They do it right from their home. Like, <laughs> it makes no sense. And so instead of being a hater and saying that's stupid, I was like, I need to jump on the bandwagon. Like, if these guys can do it, I can do it. And it wasn't any shade on them. It was just the reality of I believed in myself and I believed in the opportunity and like, I believed in the knowledge and the things that I could share. So come March, I'm like, I'm just doing this. And I actually bought both of their courses to try and learn what they knew about YouTube since I knew nothing. I bought you know a bunch of other courses. I watched a ton of YouTube videos and just studied the craft. And you know, in May, I did my first like official video, May of 2020. And you know, from there it was just like this steady climb. And by the end of the year, I went from zero subscribers to 75,000 by the end of 2020. Um, during that time, I also got on TikTok where I thought that, you know, people, <laughs> at that time, there was really no entrepreneurs on it. Everybody thought it was a kid's app. They thought it was just dancing and all this weird stuff. I was like, guys, I think TikTok's going to be big. Um, and so I decided to get in on it. And sure enough, it ended up becoming a phenomenon and every other platform copied them. So I was an early adopter and I learned how to do short form content really before most people did. And I had about 400,000 followers by the end of the year on TikTok. And so my first year went extremely good when I officially kind of like bought into it because I was kind of forced into it with the pandemic. But, you know, as it stands today, like I was saying earlier, you know, I've got almost half or almost a billion views online. 
you know, I've got over 2 million followers across all the platforms and it's crazy. And I just keep doubling down on it. I keep putting more resources into building our team, making better videos, improving our quality. Um, you know, I, I just believe in it so much that I spend the majority of my time as a business person thinking about content because I know that the content is the top end funnel to everything else in the business. So it's important to do content, guys. Even if you're an entrepreneur um, and you're busy running your business, I can promise you, if you can make the time to create content, it will be worth it, okay? So the first thing you gotta ask yourself, okay, when you're creating content is, what do you wanna be known for, all right? What do you want to be known for? Now, for me, at that time in 2020, I said, I wanna be the most known house flipper like in the US. That was my goal. There wasn't really anybody taking up the space. You know, there were some real estate guys. A lot of them were like wholesale guys. Some guys were rental guys, but there was really like not a lot of competition in the house flipping space. And I said, if I can be the most known house flipper, like that is my first goal. And you might be saying, well, why was that your goal? Well, that was the thing that I had the most expertise in, at least in business and to talk about. I had flipped hundreds of homes. I knew it freaking like the back of my hand. I could tell you anything you wanted to know about house flipping. You know, I didn't have to script anything. It was just like, oh, we want to talk about getting deals? Cool. Let's make videos about deals. Oh, we got to talk about contractors? Let's do videos about contractors. Whereas other topics, you know, and, and this is when people aren't experts, they got to do a lot of research. They got to do all, I just literally made videos based on life experience. And even today, I still just make videos based on life experience. This training is based on life experience. I didn't have to like, research the best practices for building a brand. I'm literally just telling you what I did. And that's what my content has always been about. So you gotta think about what do you want to be known for? Um, and you know, for me, I knew that if I could just be one of the most known house flippers in the world, um, it was gonna lead to more deals, it was gonna lead to more investors helping me flip more houses. And then I was also really going um, full force on my education program which you know, is called Wealthy Investor. For anyone interested, it's wealthyinvestor.com. And I just knew like with content, we were going to be able to help a lot of people at Wealthy Investor and get students and everything else from content. And that proved to be true. You know, That business went from a six-figure business um, the year I started to a seven-figure business the next year to almost an eight-figure business the year after. So you know, long story short, uh, content has made me a lot of money, you know, on the digital side, like education, but it's also helped me make a ton of money on the investing side because now, you know, since becoming one of the no, you know, I felt like I, I did accomplish my goal. Um, you know, by doing that, it also allowed me to do bigger things like apartment buildings. And, you know, we did syndications, we've got over 500 units now in our syndications. And so, by being known as a real estate guy, specifically flipping, it allowed me to broaden out as well. And now I'm making videos about personal branding. You know, this has nothing to do with real estate. I know a lot of you who follow me are real estate people, but you know, personal brand can be for anything. So you got to decide what do you want to be known for and why? Okay. So the next thing you got to ask yourself is what is the end goal that you're looking for? So, okay, if I want to be the most known house flipper, what's the end goal of what I'm trying to do? right? And the end goal is different for everybody. For some people, if we want to go um, more on like the, the purpose-driven side, it's like, yo, I want to make an impact on people. I want to help people. You know, I want to do all those things. And let me tell you, like, those are my goals as well, okay? But then there's the other sides of it too. Hey, on the money side, you know, I want to make this amount of money. I want to take advantage of this opportunity. I want my business to grow in this way. Content can help you get there too. You know, another side of it is just status, you know, of like, hey, I just want to be known. I want people to know who I am. I want them to know what I do because I like being known. And I'll tell you, truthfully, all three of those things play a role in what motivates me to create content and what drives me towards my end goal. But, you know, the big one is, okay, for most people, if you're going to go invest a lot of money into creating content and all this stuff, um, you're going to need to figure out like, how are you going to fund all of the content? Because if you want to do it right, you're going to spend some money, okay? And so if you're going to spend some money on content, there has to be some kind of ROI 
to make sure that it's worth it. And so when you're thinking about the end goal, at least when it comes to monetization, you need to think about, hey, okay, what, what product do I anticipate selling you know, through my content? Is it going to be, if I'm in real estate, is the product just simply going to be, hey, invest with me, you know, send me deals? Like I've seen that work for a lot of real estate guys and you know, they make seven figures from it. If you're gonna sell education like we do, cool. Like, is that the end goal? Let's sell more courses, let's sell coaching, let's sell masterminds, let's sell events. You know, if that's the end goal, cool. Just, defi- just define it. You know, if you've got a service-based company, um, you know, do you wanna get people to use your services? You know, I'll tell you truthfully, like, we have a company called Panada Media. You guys can go there at panadamedia.com. And, you know, our services, we will create your content for you as an entrepreneur. We are specific to the entrepreneur niche because that's what I create content for, right? I create content so that we can impact people and that we can get eyeballs on the businesses that I own, right? And so entrepreneurs have very similar goals of like, hey, yeah, I wanna impact people and I wanna get more people to my business. And so at Panetta Media, we know all those things. We know how to build the funnels, we know how to create the content, we know how to edit it, we know your time's valuable, so we'll post it for you. We do all of those things in our service. And so, you know, many of you watching this are gonna end up signing up, and you know, it's gonna be amazing to have you as a client, but what I'll say about it is, like the end goal is very clear with, you know, at least that offer and that business of like, okay, if I want somebody to sign up for Panetta Media, then how do I create content to attract the people that would need Panetta Media, right? This video is a perfect example of that, okay? Like anyone watching this, if you're this far in, you probably are looking for something like this because most of us as entrepreneurs are not going to edit videos ourselves. You know, I don't post my videos like I did in the early days, but you know, there wasn't things like Panetta Media back then. I had to post it myself. Now there is, you know, and we're not the only one. Like there's lots of media agencies out there, by the way, okay? So whether you use mine or not, at the end of the day as an entrepreneur, um, not posting yourself is uh, probably a good thing because it's, it's just not a great use of time. But nonetheless, have an end goal of what you're looking for with your content, okay? Next thing you gotta do is master your story, okay? Storytelling is the biggest key to creating engaging content and also to selling and building rapport and you know, getting people to know you. If you look at the, the beginning of this video, I was telling a lot of stories about how I got started in content, you know, why I did it, all those things. And if you've been following me for a while and you maybe listen to my podcast or other things, then you know I was also a professional baseball player. I started flipping couches. You know, I ended up getting into real estate flipping and you know, that led me to where I'm at today, right? That was literally the 20 second version of my story. But I could also tell you the five minute version. I could tell you the 10 minute version. I could tell you the 30 minute, the one hour version, right? I could sum up my story in any amount of time that you give me based on whatever the situation is. So I've mastered the way to tell my own story and you have to too. At the end of the day, most people don't know who you are. Most people don't know who I am. And so how are they gonna get to know me? Well, I have to tell my story. And so I'm gonna have to constantly tell my story throughout the content that I make to weave it all together on why you should listen to what I have to say about a certain subject, okay? So you're gonna constantly be telling your story and you're gonna feel like, man, I just told my story, you know, a couple videos ago. I told my story yesterday, like, you know, whatever. You're gonna have to just keep telling it. I mean, I just told mine again and many of you have heard it before, but this, for, for a lot of you guys, this might be the first video you've ever seen from me. And so, you know, telling my story is super important and you're gonna have to always do that. So, you know, as a content creator for building a personal brand, it's not all about just giving value, value, value and content, content, content. I used to think that by the way, because I'm very analytically driven. But people create change in their lives through context and storytelling. Not necessarily just content and logic, okay? If you cannot get them to believe what they're doing and see you know, like a metaphor of it and an analogy and, you know, talk about the method in different ways, they're just not going to do it. Like if I was just like, hey, you should create content. Here's how to do it. See ya. Probably 99% of you would not create content. All right. But if I tell you stories about how it changed my business and I tell you stories about 
how I got started and the struggles and how I got through those struggles. You're like starting to visualize it for yourself through my story. And now when it comes time to do it and I'm like, hey, okay, so are you ready to start creating content? You're like, yeah, I get it. Just tell me how, right? So you've got to have both context and content, all right? So you got to master your story for that. The next thing you got to do when you start creating content is it's all about quantity over quality. Now here's the thing. <laughs> this is the harsh reality, but when you first start making content, you're gonna suck. I don't know how else to tell you this, okay? You're just not gonna be good at it. Nobody was born a great person talking to the camera. Like it's not a natural thing to be by yourself. Like right now I'm literally standing in a room with nobody in it except my camera guy. It's not natural for me to just go talk to a camera and think that this is, like I'm just so good at it. No, like it took me doing this so many times to become good at it. Now, what does that mean? Well, it's quantity over quality because you need a high volume of reps in order to become good at something, okay? So eventually, it becomes quantity and quality as you get better, all right? Now, if you can have quality and quantity at the same time, you're gonna get a lot of views, you're gonna help a lot of people, and you're gonna make a lot of money. That's what it comes down to. So quality and quantity as time goes on, but when you're first starting out, it's always quantity over quality. The problem is so many people wanna make like the perfect video, and so they never release it. They like spend so much time editing it, and it's like, you can't edit over somebody who sucks, which is gonna be you when you first start, all right? So, you know, you just need to release the videos. Don't worry about like how good it is. Like my videos from three years ago, I look back at them now and I'm like, dang, I sucked, you know? And like, I got off to a hot start. I look at the editing and the sound. I'm like, dude, we were so bad back then. And now I look at where we're at today and I'm like, man, we're so much better. And then hopefully three years from now, we'll look back at these videos and be like, dude, those sucked. We're like way better now. So, you know, the only way to do that is just to keep increasing your quantity. And here's the thing too. When you're first starting out, high quantity of content allows you to start testing and seeing what works. You know, because I made so many videos, um, I was just testing a bunch of things. I made house living videos, I made videos with me and my wife. Um, then I just happened to make this couch living video. This was early on in 2020. I was like, man, I'll just make a video talking about couches and how I used to flip them and stuff. I think it might help somebody. That was literally my only thought. I had no idea what would happen after. Well, I make this couch living video. It literally took me like 20 minutes because I just talked about what I do. The audio, the video, all of it's terrible. I'll like link to it down below. You can go watch it. But it's my highest viewed video on my YouTube channel. And it was my first video that I think got a million views on TikTok. And I just talked about, hey, this is how I flip couches to make money. And sure enough, it went nuts. And I was like, wow, people really like this couch flipping thing. I would have never, like flipping houses is way better than this, but... <laughs> If they want couch living, then I'll make a follow-up video. So I make a follow-up video. That one crushes. Then I'm like, well, I know other side hustles too. You know, I did a bunch of stuff. And so I started doing all these side hustles videos that I called Flip Nation. You know, we have this Flip Nation series on the channel and um, they all crush. Like people loved watching me do side hustles like Turo, um, like pallet flipping, couch flipping. Like they all did great. So... Long story short, the only reason I knew that was because I did a high quantity of videos and that led to quality thereafter. So quantity gives you a lot of data, quality doesn't. You know, well, I should say if you're not doing quantity, you will never get to quality, but you know, you're also not gonna get a lot of data if you just release, you know, very sparingly. So we gotta create a lot of videos, all right? Now, another question people ask me, they say, what platform is best? Well, depends. There's no like cut and dry answer. If you ask certain people, they'll tell you certain platforms are best. There's a lot of people that have big Twitter followings and nothing else because they're really good at writing, but they don't make videos. Then there's a lot of people who have, um, you know, big YouTube followings because they make long form videos and they do podcasts. Then there's people who do TikTok really well and, you know, they, they just crush it on the short form. Then there's people who love Instagram because... You know, there's a different demographic on Instagram. It's a lot more mature than TikTok and YouTube. So to me, I think we live in an age that's really cool where you don't have to just do one platform. In fact, so many of the platforms are copying each other that 
you can get away with making the same video and pretty much posting it everywhere, right? And I, I call this like the TikTok, TikTokification of the internet, right? Like TikTok came out full force with this, what I would call short form video, anything like under 60 seconds and vertical. That's what I call short form. Vertical video, 60 seconds, right? YouTube is um, usually horizontal and longer, but now they have YouTube shorts, which is what I'm talking about for short form. But yeah, short form is on every platform. I mean, you could post Instagram Reel, you can post TikTok, you can post YouTube shorts. Um, you know, you could post it on Facebook Reels. You can post that same video on Twitter if you wanted to. You could post it on Snapchat. You could post it on LinkedIn. So short form can be great or can be posted everywhere. And so for us, um, I think the first discipline to learn is short form because it's the most popular. It's the easiest to get views. Um, lots of people are, or you know, you can just post it everywhere. So it's the easiest way to get seen out of nowhere. Now, as time goes on, you know, you'll eventually want to get to long form, which we'll talk about here in a sec. But long story short, the platforms don't really matter anymore because they all kind of take the same thing. And like for us, we're just posting versions of that content across everything. Okay. So this is the flow of how somebody becomes a fan, which in turn, if somebody's a fan, they end up becoming a customer of your business. So it first starts with short form. So what I'm talking about here, the under 60 second video. What I think short form is, when I really look at it from a business perspective, is it's marketing. This is marketing for your business. It's like an ad, all right? Now, there's a big difference. You don't want it to just be an ad where there's no value given, you're just saying, buy my stuff. That's not the right way to go about it. You always wanna give value in your short form content and make it so that people feel like, oh man, like, whether you pitched or not, by the way, because I pitch a lot, but as long as they watch the whole thing, they're like, that was actually a really good video. Like, that's what you want your short form to be. Now, as I said before, you know, if somebody's watching a 30 second video of you, it's gonna be hard for them to build a relationship with you, build rapport of you. Um, it's gonna be hard for them to even buy from you, right? But you're just building awareness that you exist in the universe. And so that's how I look at short form. And truthfully, the way I judge this is, you know, when I'm out and about, I get recognized a lot these days. And especially here in Las Vegas where I'm from, and people, I can tell the level at which they follow me based on what they say. So I'll see some people and they'll say, dude, you're the guy from TikTok. Like they don't even know my name. They don't know anything, but they've seen me and they might be like, and you, you do real estate, right? Like that's what I would say is like the lowest form. They're aware of me. They're not a fan yet. They're, you know, they, they like what I'm doing, but they don't even, if you don't even know my name, you just know me as the guy with the hair from TikTok. Well, you're probably not buying anything, right? So short form is really just about building awareness of who you are. Now, ideally, what your short form does is push them to medium form content. Now, medium form content would be for me like anything from five to 15 to 20 minutes, right? This would be like a standard type YouTube video. Now, this is what I did in the early days, a lot of medium form. I would, I would get people from TikTok to go watch my YouTube channel, and that was the thing. And that was great. You know, we had a lot of people who liked it, but here's the thing. In like a 10 minute video, you can definitely get more in depth than a, you know, call it 60 second video. But still, it's very like, yo, hey, we got to hit these bullet points. We got to do it very fast and boom, right? Medium form is great, but what's really great is long form. Long form is something like this, right? This is probably going to be over an hour. I haven't finished filming it yet, but my guess is it's probably right around an hour, maybe over. And, you know, it's going to build somebody who's a bigger fan, right? Because now we got in the talk for an hour. You know a lot about me from an hour of watching content, right? Another form of long form is podcast. That, that would be the most popular. You know, I've got a podcast called The Wealthy Way Podcast. And for me, I love doing podcasts because... Number one, I interview such amazing guests. Like I said, I've interviewed guys like Cardone, Hermosi, Patrick Bedavid, Ryan Serhant, Cody Sanchez, The Liver King, Graham Stephan, Meet Kev. Like I've, I've interviewed all of these people. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, like I get to build relationships with them. I get to learn from them. Um, it makes for great collaborations and content. The audience loves it. And, you know, this is where they're going to watch it. They're going to watch it in the long form. Um, you know, and, and that's how you're going to really build a fan who, you know, what I would call a super fan over here in the last stage, 
because at the end of the day, like a super fan is somebody who watches your stuff and they're going to buy from you and they're going to want to do stuff with you, right? So for me, whenever I go to our events, like we have an event called WealthCon. Um, you know, we do it every quarter. We have over a thousand people at this event. When I go to WealthCon, I see people tell me, or not see people, like they literally tell me, they're like, dude, I love the podcast you did with so-and-so. I love the podcast you did. And what does that mean? Well, it means that they're super fans. Like they've, they've ascended through this whole process and now they're super fans. They've watched hours of content and they trust me enough to come to Las Vegas and go to an event with me and you know, all that stuff. So, you know, like it takes a super fan to do that. Like people from short form who don't really know you or anything, it's harder to get somebody to do that. Now, I will say, this is the path that I like, but truthfully, where I think the world is going and what we're actually doing is we're going straight from short form to long form. I'm not even focused on medium form anymore. Like I, I've done it for years with the 10, 15 minute videos, but I've just realized like I would rather put my time and attention on long form and doing videos like this. That's why I'm doing way more videos like this, by the way. So if you like this kind of video, let me know, like comment below, hit the subscribe. I know that um, by statistics on YouTube, 80% of you are not subscribed. <laughs> so subscribe if you can, it would mean a lot to me. But basically I just know that even though long form probably will get less views than medium form, which will get less views than short form, these are still way more valuable views. These are how you build true fans, right? So for me, like I'm just focused on short form and long form and just doing great podcasts, doing great trainings like this. And I think that's the best thing going forward personally. But it doesn't make medium form bad. A lot of people crush it on medium form and you know, it's, it's helped me get to where I'm at today, okay? Now, over time, your style will develop, all right? It's going to change. Just like I said, my, my style has changed dramatically from three years ago. Now I'm focused on podcasts. Now, you know, we're, we're doing short form in a totally different way. I remember when I first started TikTok, what I was doing, like, this was the trend. You do, like, a, a music, and then you do, like, these stupid pointing things where you'd put, like, the, the words and stuff. That was what was trending. I was like, whatever, this is so dumb, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Boom, 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 boom. It was really stupid. But, hey, it helped me get to where I'm at today. Now, I, I don't remember the last time I ever did that. I should probably bring it back just for one because it would be funny. Now I do a talking head style TikTok where I just sit in a chair and, and give advice. At some point... That's going to go out of style. And it's, it's like already kind of maybe transitioning, you know, away, right? And so we'll find the next big thing and we'll start doing that. And so, you know, at the end of the day, your style is going to develop over time. What's trending in social media is going to change over time. And so you're going to adapt to that, right? So you got to get used to that. And also too, just like your own personal delivery. So for me, I'm very, I don't know, I'm not like super animated, like a Gary V, right? I'm very like, straight to the point, analytical, um, but then I'll also say some crazy things sometimes. So, you know, my style is what it is. I don't try to be anything I'm not. It's just how I am, okay? So your style will develop too. Don't try to be like somebody else just because that's how they are. Be who you are. Be unique in your own way. In the end, when it comes to creating content, there's so many things that go into it um, before you ever even make a video. All that stuff I just told you about, was what I would call like the, the pre-framing, the brainstorming, everything else. Like you're going to do all of that way before, you know, you ever make a video. And this is where most people fail, right? Most people are like, hey, I need to start making videos today. I got to start doing this. Like I'm going to film tomorrow. And I'm like, how are you going to film tomorrow? Like you don't even know who you're trying to reach. Who's the audience? You know, you don't even know what you want to sell. You don't know what you want to be known for. You don't know what platforms you're going to do or how you're going to do it, right? I'll give you an example, okay? When I first got started, one of the biggest reasons I was successful is because I first understood the things I was talking about. Like, I had a plan, I had a way, and I also had, like, a schedule I was willing to follow. You know, I said, hey, starting out, I want to do two YouTube videos a week. That's my goal, okay? I'm going to make two 10 to 15-minute YouTube videos I'm going to film one TikTok per day. And, you know, I did that for a couple of months and I realized I could do more. And I said, let me do three YouTube videos a week and two TikToks per day. Then it was like, let me do four YouTube videos. Let me do five. And I committed to a schedule. And this is where most people fail is they never commit to a schedule. They just say, oh, well, 
I'll make videos if I have time, you know, and, and then I'll do it. It's like, does any successful business person do that? Like they just do it when they feel good, right? Like most people, or, you know, let, let's just take real estate people, for example, since, you know, that's the field I know best. Um, you know, you get these realtors who, uh, some are successful because they cold call every morning. That's what they've been taught to do. They, they go cold call for hours every morning. They get good at it. They get deals. They get leads. Then you have some realtors who are like, ah, cold call today. Maybe, you know, when it's convenient, I might do this today. Those people are inconsistent. They never have success. Okay. Social media is the same way. For me, I said, hey, if I'm going to make two videos a week, when am I going to film it? Right. And so I just decided one day, I was like, Monday, first, first day of the week, I'm just going to get the videos out of the way so I don't have to worry about them the rest of the week. And then I'm going to be able to just have my normal work week and do, you know, business. And that's exactly what I did. Every Monday, I would film all my videos. Then, you know, with Reels and TikToks, I used to film them daily on the app. I would edit them myself because there was nothing like Pineda Media, which I was sharing before. Now, you've got things like Pineda Media or Pineda Media if you want to use us. And, you know, basically what we would do is film with you in one session per month. And so we'll film for about two to three hours, one session, and we will literally get your whole month's worth of content so that we could post once a day, right? That's what it takes. Now, when you're first starting out, you know, (laughs) it's a little rocky because most people aren't like uh, efficient yet with how they film. But as time goes on, you get more efficient because you do more quantity, your quality increases, you get used to it. And therefore, you're able to be more efficient with your filming sessions. So now, what I do is I film once a month, and I just knock it out. I film once a month. I say, hey, you know, let's do this. My team has the topics, and we go film directly from the topics. They ask me questions, and, you know, I go sit there for three hours. I film all the reels for that month, and then they get released, you know, after they're edited. So it's very scheduled for me on how to get all this done. You know, it's not like, oh man, I guess I I might film today. It's like, no, we're going to film at this time. We're going to um, get this many podcasts out a week. We're going to get this many reels and TikToks out per week. It's a schedule because we know if we release that many, okay, with this type of quality, you know, we should get this many views, which will turn, turn to this many followers, which will in turn turn to this many customers for our business, and that's the game, right? You got to have a system. You got to have a plan behind what you are doing. Now, the other part I want to talk about is once you figure this out, all right, and you know what you want to be known for, you got your schedule, you're filming, you understand that as time goes on, you're going to keep getting better, you're going to get data, you know, you're going to get analytics. The next thing to ask yourself is, okay, well, I'm doing all those things right. Now, when does it actually lead to me making money, right? Because creating content costs, you know, money. It's not free. Uh, you know, TikTok when I was first starting was free other than my time. And I had to go film and do it on the app. So you could totally do it for free. But if you're an entrepreneur and you're busy running your businesses, it's actually going to cost you less, you know, due to opportunity costs to just have somebody else do all that stuff for you, right? If you were willing to devote, say, let's go five grand a month towards content. This would be your editors, your posting, your film sessions, you know, a coach, all this. Like, that's what we do at Panetta Media. Like, if you were willing to do that, think about this. How much is that going to allow you to now go spend that time in your business, right? If we take all that off your plate and your current business, do you think you could go make it up five grand more? Not even counting all the new traffic that you're going to get from now creating content, just in the existing business, right? If you didn't have to worry about making the content yourself and editing and posting, like unfortunately what happens to most people is the thought of doing all that themselves overwhelms them so they never get started. That's what happens like 99% of the time. So most people never start because they don't want to do all that and so they just keep doing what they're doing. But let's just say you said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll hire a company. Cool, that part's delegated. Now, how much time do I have to go spend in my business right now over here? Well, you got way more time now. And if you are generating more leads due to your content, which you will, then you should be able to go close whatever it's going to cost you over here in your business. You know, you're not reliant on YouTube or ad revenue to pay you like most content creators are. As entrepreneurs, 
we're not going to make our revenue and income from the actual content itself and getting paid on ads. You know, when I was telling you the story earlier about how I saw these YouTube creators making 200 grand a month and they were showing like YouTube ad revenue being that high, like they're not making that anymore. That was a pandemic type thing, right? Ads were boosted, views were boosted, everything was crazier during the pandemic. They're not making that much anymore, okay? What's actually the better play and what they have all realized is, man, instead of relying on ad revenue and instead of relying on sponsorships, like if you could take the eyeballs you're getting on videos and start pushing them to your own business and your own company, you'll make far more, okay? Now for us, since we're already entrepreneurs, pretty much everyone watching this, we already have a business. We already have a place to push people. So we already know that if we get more attention and eyeballs, we're gonna get more revenue for our business. And so you gotta really look at content, at least in terms of an entrepreneur, as marketing. And you gotta say, well, how much would I have spent on marketing anyway? Would I have spent it on cold calling or VAs or text messaging or PPC or Facebook ads or Zillow ads? Like, you know, if you're running a business, you're spending money on marketing some way, somehow, okay? So if I am going to think about how do I want to spend my dollars on marketing, to me, the best ROI is going to come from building your personal brand on social media. And I'll give you a couple of reasons for this, why it's super important to realize, okay? Number one, when you start spending money on marketing, let's just take Facebook ads, for example. You have no benefit to spend more like due to who you are like you're gonna get the same amount of impressions regardless. If you say, I'm gonna spend 5,000 on Facebook ads, you're getting $5,000 worth of impressions for whatever Facebook deems them worth, right? Now, how well you convert is gonna depend on your ad, what you sell, your sales process, your funnels, all that will determine your profitability, okay? But the moment you stop spending money with Facebook, you stop getting seen. Those ads go away, all right? and you no longer get leads and traffic for your business. With personal brand and content, if I spend $5,000 to go make YouTube videos and shorts and reels and everything else, not only am I gonna get traffic for my business, I'm gonna get warmer traffic because these people found me organically. People who watch my organic content are far more likely to buy than somebody who just sees me in an ad, okay? So number one, I'm gonna get better leads. Number two, those videos don't go away, right? People still watch my YouTube videos from three years ago. They don't go away because, you know, I didn't have to pay anything for them to be posted on YouTube. It's literally free to post on every social media platform. It's absolutely crazy that it's free to post on every social media platform. Whereas with Facebook and any other ads, you have to pay to post and you have to pay to be seen. Social media, you have to pay nothing. And if your content's good, they'll actually show it to more people. It's crazy. Like there's no other ecosystem where it works like this. So, you know, overall, if you spend $5,000 on organic content, you are going to end up making more money, um, or sorry, you're gonna end up getting those views forever. You know, people will be able to go watch those videos forever. They don't go away because you stopped paying. Even if you stop making content today, you know, or take me for example, if I stopped making content today, my business would definitely have a decrease, but we would still have all this other content that people are still coming in from. And so that has insane value. The third reason organic content is better than paid is that once you start growing your following, okay, you don't have to increase like how much your production is, right? If, if, if you're spending $5,000 to do one reel a week, or sorry, one reel a day, which is um, pretty common in the media space, then, you know, and, and when I say that, by the way, it's common if they're providing all the things I was just telling you, like someone to post, a coach, you know, ideas, topics, like full service, all right? Not just paying an editor and, you know, whatever, right? And I'll get into that after this. But long story short, okay, if you're paying 5,000 bucks a month and you're just getting started, okay? You're at the hardest, lowest point, okay? Because you, you, we're starting from scratch, all right? But the moment you start getting followers, let's say 10,000 followers, and then eventually 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers, right? 
you could still stay paying $5,000 a month, but your results are going to be infinitely better because now you're just naturally going to get more views. Your content's going to get better. And it's not like your output or what you're paying is changing. It's just that the way content scales is, man, today, because of my following and what I've built, like the dollars I put into it today get me far more dollars than when I first started. And that's just the way content grows. You know, when you have a bigger following, the algorithms promote you more, you know, more eyeballs. And so that same video, instead of getting a thousand views, could now get a hundred thousand views. And so it's just a disproportionate um, return as time goes on. So once again, ads can't do that. The moment you stop paying for ads, you're done. So I just think that everyone needs to create a personal brand and you know, create content if you're an entrepreneur. It's just, it's where the world's going. It's a no-brainer. Um, you know, it is truly to me the best ROI. And I don't say it because I own a media company. I say it because I literally do it. And I only started a media company because everybody was just asking me how I did it. And they were asking me, you know, how they can learn. And, you know, we ended up starting Wealthy Creator, which you see behind me, where we first taught people how to create content. We still do. We have hundreds of students in the program and we teach them, you know, how to create content, how to, um, you know, create funnels, how to monetize, all those different things that I do to, you know, run my business. Um, and then I ended up creating Pineda Media after the fact because so many of the students were like, well, we're having trouble finding editors, we're having trouble finding people to post and, you know, it's, it's tough for us while we film, you know, if we just had somebody who could help coach us through the filming session and be better, I was like, you know what, we'll create it too. So we ended up creating Pineda Media and now it's a beautiful thing, you know, it's like for, you know, whatever we charge, it's going to be significantly less than if you were to hire a full-time person to post for you, hire a full-time person to edit, a full-time person to like, you know, be your producer and coach you up. You know, like for me, at this point in time, I spend over $50,000 a month creating organic content. Now, I do that because I know it's worth it both in the short term, I'm gonna make way more than 50K, and it's worth it in the long term. Like every dollar I keep spending today just keeps making the, the following and the views and everything bigger and bigger. And like I was talking about before, like you start to get a disproportionate return and it's just crazy. So, you know, I only did that because, you know, after building the system and everything for myself, I knew exactly how to build it at scale like we have for our other businesses. So, you know, for anyone interested, you can learn more at PinedaMedia.com. You can book a call with our team. Um, you know, we have the coaching programs. We have the done-for-you editing and posting and coaching services. Like, it's really cool. So, would love to have you over there. But, you know, the, the, the last thing I want to conclude with is this. Um, you know, at the end of the day, content has changed my life. It's changed the lives of many other people around me. It's changed many of our viewers' lives. I've seen it at the events and everything else. Um, I don't want you to get caught kind of like, I, I hate to use this analogy because it's really overplayed, but like the blockbusters and the blackberries and, you know, these companies that failed to adapt. You know, right now, if you've got a business and it's running, you know, halfway decent or whatever, or even if you're killing it like those companies were, if you're not on social media and you're not taking your personal brand seriously, you're going to have a problem. Like there's just, there's no other way around it. Somebody is going to take your business. Somebody is going to take your customers. Like it's not the best product that wins. It's the best marketing that wins. It's the most known that wins. Like if nobody knows who you are and what you sell. It's going to be really difficult to grow your business. And if there's these other people that, you know, people know, and they're aware of, they're more than likely to buy from them, even if they have an inferior product, okay? So it's extremely important that as an entrepreneur, you take content serious. And I, I truly believe anybody can learn to make video content. You know, I, I was an introverted guy. I didn't like making videos. I didn't like telling people what I was doing. I didn't like people all up in my business, but I did it anyway because I knew it was super important um, for my business, for my family, for everything else. And, you know, it happened a lot quicker than I thought it was going to happen, but I always had confidence that it was the right move and everything else. And I can tell you this with 100% conviction that social media is going to be um, 
even bigger down the road. Like I said, it, it's the present, it's also the future, but I didn't say like how big of the future it's going to be. I think it's going to be massive. I think that, um, you know, obviously the way we watch on phone and, and TV today is big, but as I was talking about, I mean, like Apple's got their thing. There's going to be new VR headsets and all this stuff, and it's going to make content even more immersive. Wouldn't surprise me if Elon with his Neuralink and, you know, all this stuff creates ways to just like be immersed in the content. Um, I just totally see that being a thing. So being known is very important. And here's the thing too. I mean, like on, on, on a high end level, there's a reason like guys like Elon have personal brands. Like it's, it's made him billions of dollars. Like, yeah, Tesla is great. And yeah, you know, SpaceX is great, but he's able to raise capital and bring attention to those companies. He's able, there's a reason he bought Twitter. Okay. As much as he wants to say it's, it's for purely helping the world. Like he now has a, his own social media platform to promote his agenda and his message. And you're starting to see that. So, you know, if you got guys like Elon and then like your favorite entrepreneurs that you see, like some of the guys I mentioned before who have been on my podcast, they all are all in on content. Like that is what they do. And they know it's the most important thing they can do. And they're not dumb, okay? They know it's super important. So if they know it, and these people are like way more successful than you and I, and they think it's worth their time to do, why would we not think it's worth our time to do it, okay? I mean, it is. We gotta put the work in to build a personal brand and create content because if we don't, somebody else is going to in our space. And unfortunately, those are gonna be the people that end up getting our customers. And you know, those are the people that are actually going to make the most impact and then we're gonna be left sitting here on the sidelines like, why didn't I do that? You know, here's the thing too, I want you to realize, you don't even need a big following. You don't need to be Elon Musk. You don't need to be Ryan Pineda. You can start with a very little following and it still be worthwhile. You know, I tell our students this all the time, wealthy creator, I'm like, look, a lot of people get disappointed. They only get a couple hundred views on a video or a thousand views on a video. But the thing is, I mean, you know, we're gonna have a thousand people at WealthCon in that room. And like, I think that's an amazing accomplishment. Well, imagine each of those views being a person because guess what? It is a person who took the time to view that video. Imagine a thousand people in the room watching you on stage. That's what they're doing. It's the same thing. You know, so when I get a video that does 100,000, I'm thinking like, holy crap, this is a whole massive like college football soccer stadium with 100,000 people watching me say this thing, you know, or do this thing. Like that's crazy when you actually think about it. So, you know, I don't need 100,000 people to watch me to be successful. You can be very successful if the right people watch you. Imagine like, a thousand people watching you that were your perfect client avatar for your business. How valuable would it be if you were making videos specifically for those people? I mean, you made videos specifically for those people, you're gonna be able to get them as clients. I mean, I can guarantee that. Like if they're willing to watch you, attention is like the biggest thing you can give somebody, right? I was, I was mentioning this earlier, like attention is the main currency of today's age, you know? Um, when just like simple math, right? Money can be printed forever, right? Nobody can just give you more time. We all have 24 hours. That's all of our fixed attention. Now think about this. Let's just say there's 24 hours in a day. You know, most people sleep eight hours a day. Maybe you work eight hours a day. And then you got like, you know, all this other stuff you got to do. Let's just say you have about four hours a day to spend on what I would call discretionary time, right? What does everyone do with these four hours? Well, we're usually watching content. We're usually like watching sports, scrolling online, watching Netflix, whatever, right? Everyone has basically the same amount of discretionary, you know, time to spend consuming things, right? So if we know we can print more money, that's like an infinite resource. The, 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 the really scarce resource becomes everyone's attention. And that's what all these, these companies know. That's why they pay so much to content creators. That's why they pay so much to get new movies. That's why Netflix invests all this money. They know attention is the biggest currency. That's why Facebook pays so much money 
<laughs> to get your data and, and give it away. Like it, it is very important. So if you're on the fence about content, hopefully this training um, gets you off the fence. Hopefully it gives you like a good framework for how to build your brand and what things you need to think about well before you start filming. Um, I would love to work with you at Panada Media. So if you go to PanadaMedia.com, book a free call with our team. Like I said, we've got full done-for-you service with the coaching, the editing, the posting, um, just everything to help you build your brand and execute the things that we talked about in this, and then as well as do some of the other things that I didn't get to discuss in this video, which you know really will help you take it to the next level. So um, hope you enjoyed this. Hope that uh, you start making videos and hope you like the next one. So appreciate you for watching. I'll see you on the next one. You can buy followers, you can't buy supporters. And you can hold your head high with your huge 100,000 follower yeah. count, but you wouldn't be able to sell a $5 t-shirt. If you're an entrepreneur, it's really about how well you market, how well you can sell.